Hello, 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 Expression audience. We are back on the air, back in the studio with Sam I Am, our wonderful producer extraordinaire. And today in the studio, my very special guest is my dear sweet friend, Angie Juniper. Hi, Carolyn. How nice are you? to be with you. You too. How are you? I am. I'm good. Good. Yeah. I we I had asked Angie and Taylor, we affectionately call her Taybug, uh, to be in the studio today. And Taybug had an appointment she um, realized kind of at last minute yesterday. So we'll do a recording in the future with her. She'll rock the house, I'm sure, just like you rock the house. So today I have Angie all to myself. Woohoo! Yes, and... What are you going to do, Carolyn? What are you uh going to do with Angie all by herself? Yes, she was wondering prior to starting what we were going to do because I typically don't tell my guests what's going to happen. So today, Angie and I are going to talk about Angie. Ooh, yeah. One of my favorite subjects. Mm-hmm. So, um, the last guest that I had on, I asked how long we went back. And she shocked me by telling me it had been 21 years. So, I'm going to ask you the same thing. How far back do you and I go? When did you start at the other, at my other place, your current place? Uh, the church. You're talking about? CTC. So I started attending Christ Temple Church when Evan was about f- three or four. So it would have been 2004, I think. Okay. Yeah. So that's how far we go back. Next year will be 20 years. Yes. 19 years. Um, I had uh, known of you. Because I want to say that um, my sister-in-law at that time worked with you at New Hope, Billy. Yes, yes. Um, So she sang your praises. My brother Paul had met you, I think, at a Christmas banquet or Mm. something. So I'd heard uh, a good bit about you prior to meeting you. but meeting you for the first time would have been there. And really, it's one of these things with you. I felt like when we met, I did really feel like I'd known you, like, forever, even though we had just met. You know, it's just one of those, for me anyway, one of those connections where you're very um, welcoming, of course, and very... Um, I don't know all the adjectives I would put on you. There would be a lot, a lot of really good ones to describe you. Um, But I just felt maybe a kindred spirit kind of thing when I met you. And uh, we have been just growing and going strong ever since then. Angie Jennifer, to the listening audience, is the reason I'm a therapist. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it could have, must have been God's will for me to be a counselor, but you sealed the deal because I was actually looking in another direction, and I'll never forget that particular Sunday evening, and 
Um, you had suggested it quite strongly, and uh, it worked out. I really didn't go in that with the the suggestion at first, but all of my doors kept closing in the direction that I was going until it was like, okay, wait a minute. So when I did make that decision, it's funny how all the doors just opened right up, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was meant to be. Absolutely. And I would um, ditto the same thing. Uh, We felt like we had known each other forever because you are that. You Mm -hmm. are a kind, welcoming, opening, kindred spirit who is making a powerful impact in the kingdom of God just by who you are. Mm. Uh, So that joined us together. Mm -hmm. uh, And I am so grateful that you are open to connecting with me and you know, being friends and and coworkers and partnering mm-hmm. together uh, to help challenging, help people grow in challenging challenging situations. Yes. So thank you for you. Yeah, thank uh, being you. a part of this friendship. Thank you. You call the work we do uh, sacred, and I love that because it truly is. We um, and I don't want to do all of this on work. I do want to get into your heritage, um, among other things. However, we had started, I started working ministerial, ministerially with you when you started. at the church, they uh, afforded us or allowed us to uh, you to run a business there, and um, so I got to work with you and a friend of ours, Charlie, um, that many years ago. As I went to school and uh, obtained my master's degree, so you have been the one that has taught me the most. Um, we've had a lot of trainings and certifications that we've been afforded through our job currently, and, and we're both so grateful for that. However, your experience and your, uh, uh, to use a spiritual word, anointing, you, mm. you're just so oozing with anointing and ability and experience for this work that we do and you being my supervisor the green notebook is kind of getting (laughs) its own reputation you know I would take a notebook in two our two hours a week to our sessions our supervisions and the things that are in that notebook I will I'll pull it out occasionally and look through it and a lot of times if I just feel stuck or I just feel like I'm drained I can look through that notebook and think oh yes we can talk about that or we can do this and I don't know if you could ever put a price on something like that you know Mm -hmm. and I have actually talked about and taught others in a small way um, because I'm definitely not a supervisor, but things from that green notebook. Yeah. So it yeah. lives on, you know? Yeah, and that's how life is supposed to be, right? Yeah. We take what we know and we give it away sure. to somebody else yes. who spills it out onto somebody else who spills it out onto somebody else. And yes. That's what keeps it alive, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. You know, I think. Um, you know, that's what Jesus did, right? Mm-hmm. He took all that he had that he brought, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, to this earth, mm-hmm. uh, and he spilled it out and put it in the hearts of others, and they spilled it out, and it continues to live today, and it's the most transformative um, power yeah. uh, that exists. Yes. In my opinion, it's yes. the most transformative power. But just to put a little context around what you said, uh, I was afforded the honor of being your supervisor. Uh, and when you um, enter, when you become a licensed professional counselor, you once you finish your uh, schooling, mm-hmm. you apply for licensure and you have to do a 3,000 hour um internship or supervision Mm -hmm. hours where you work with uh, an approved licensed professional supervisor Mm -hmm. uh, and it usually averages about two years Mm -hmm. so people are in supervision for two years so I got to walk with you through those two years thus the green notebook Mm -hmm. and uh, we just work together to help grow not just you, but you helping others grow. Well, it's funny, too, when you think about that. I don't know how other people feel when they finish their supervision. It may be, you know, yay, because now I can, I'm really independent, so to speak. I can really do this on my own, but I can speak for myself and I can speak for Taylor since I've already mentioned her. She came into supervision right behind me. And both of us hated leaving supervision. We we didn't want to leave you. We wanted to stay. And believe it or not, <laughs> I'm going to tell on us, we have time that we still kind of block on our schedules, all three of us together, so that we can have an hour with Angie to consult or talk about some new things. So... Um, it's so good. The fruits of what you do and what you know are so good that we don't want to leave when we're free to do so. That speaks volumes, really. Yeah. So thank I'm, you. It's, a, you're, it's, it's an honor to be able to be in that space with just to be present in that space and also to be present with people who are doing like-mindedness yeah, things yes. uh, in doing the sacred work. Uh, of helping others grow, helping people um, move through challenging moments mm-hmm. of suffering, uh, and watching lives be transformed. Mm-hmm. So you're you're the best of the best, and uh, it's funny because through the church where we used to work, um, some of the others have been able to sit in maybe with you uh, with some people to walk that journey with them ministerially and my brother Keith is is one of them that I believe has and we'll just talk occasionally and it's like Angie will start with a lot of times your childhood and buddy if she can get a good grip on your childhood she can just tell you from that why you do the things that you do and help you to walk right out of it it's amazing keith would always say man she's good you know and you are speaking of childhoods let's look let's look at yours uh all the things i know about you i don't know that i've ever really been able to talk to you i know about your grandmother and i don't want to hear about her today if you don't care but your childhood you were born to your parents who you have a sister? I have a sister. Who's, who's the oldest? Three. She's three year. Three years. She's three years um, younger. Three I and think, a half years younger. I than thought I am. you were the oldest, but yeah. I wasn't sure. Three of course, I'm the oldest. <laughs> three and a half years older. Okay, Christy. 
Christy is her name. Yes. Yes. You two are very close, too. Yes. Um, I was born in 1971. Okay. Um, my parents um, were um, um, had amazing extended families. Mm-hmm. Uh, we grew up in a very small town uh, in uh, West Virginia, the southern part of West Virginia. So I grew up in Wyoming County, a small town uh, called Brenton or Pineville, uh, Baileysville, Oceana. That's kind of like the small little areas that I throw out because most people have no idea when I say where I'm from, where I'm from. Um, but my dad was a police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very well versed in uh, being at the our county jail. Uh, because my dad was a police officer my whole life. Uh, my grandfather, uh, my paternal grandfather, so my dad's dad, mm-hmm. he was the sheriff of Wyoming Aww. County for about eight years. Okay. Uh, and my maternal uh, grandmother and my mom were cooks at the jail. Really? So I grew up very well um, acquainted <laughs> and familiar with uh, being a part of cooking and serving uh, prisoners Inmate. and inmates wow. um, and just that whole process. Wow. Um, yeah. I did not know that. Okay. See, that is very interesting. I didn't know about your grandfather. I knew your dad uh, was a policeman. Excuse me, but I had no idea that your your grandfather was mm-hmm. a sheriff. That's very interesting. And I can't imagine growing up being that familiar with a county jail. You know, mm-hmm. how wild is that? Yeah, I spent a lot of time there as a young girl. Um, just Maybe that's what made you act so good and stay out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But maybe. I'm sure it, it played a lot into who I am. So were you brought up in church? I was brought up in church. My I I went to church with my maternal grandmother. Her name is I always called her um uh, Grandma Miller, or I called her Grandma, uh-huh. but as I had my own children, then we had to differentiate between yes. all these people, and so we ended up calling her uh, Grandma Miller. Um, but she uh, lived beside us, um, and I grew up um, with um, my grandfather and my uncle and my grandma, um, and and they lived right beside us and i was best friends with my grandpa oh yeah uh, so um uh, grandpa grandpa miller um he was um a jack of all trades uh, but he would roam around we'd go to the livestock market so i was this little girl who he would just put me in his truck and we would just do all kinds of stuff with sweet uh he would um you know, livestock market, um, he would trade guns and anything he had, you mm-hmm. know, he would buy it and then trade it. Mm-hmm. So he did uh, dogs and chickens and goats and horses and cows. Uh, he just did so much. And I was right there with him in that. Is that where you got your love for horses and dogs? Yeah. My uncle, who um, didn't marry till he was maybe 27-ish, so mm-hmm. he lived beside me and we we also were very, very close, um, and 
it was with him and my grandpa that I would ride horses. Okay. So I rode horses and I would show horses um, mm. in the way that we showed horses there. But I would ride horses really fast really? as a little girl. Yeah. It amazes me when I look back and I think of the things that I got to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did some really risky things. Um, <laughs> riding horses fast in the in a ring where you have everybody going fast. Mm-hmm. and uh, But I look back on that with great fondness. I bet. Um, up until I was 12, um, I I was with my grandpa and my uncle as much as I could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I loved being with them. Uh, they did not attend church with us, though. Hmm. My uh, grandma, Grandma Miller, she attended church, and she was at church as often as she possibly could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, she loved church. She loved Jesus. And... She could never. She couldn't drive, hmm. so someone had to always take us to church. Mm-hmm. So here we were. It would either be my gram- grandma, my uncle did attend with us at times. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone would drive us. It would be either be mom, dad, my grandpa, or my uncle would be driving us to church because my grandma couldn't drive. Mm-hmm. So she would take me and my sister to church uh, every Wednesday night, every Sunday morning, and every Sunday night we were in church. Mm-hmm. And you would say that a lot of your spiritual heritage came from Grandma Miller. I would say my spiritual heritage and legacy came from Grandma Miller, absolutely. She was a pillar in the Brenton Church of God. That's wild. Yes. And you know, you say, uh, I should have injected this or interjected this earlier, you say, talk about the area you were from. I had never been until your dad passed away. And um, Pastor Kevin and Keith and Judy and I went to the viewing, and that was one of these rides. Judy and I sat in the back seat, and that was one of these rides where I was that 10-year-old kid in the back seat. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Oh, my gosh, are we there yet? I felt like we would never get there, and there was some pretty hefty, windy roads um, to get there. And it was dark, so I wouldn't know it if I went through it again in the daylight. I wouldn't know it at all. But, um, wow, it was a trip from Huntington to get there. It was pretty impressive, you know, as trips go. Yeah, and I'm so honored that you guys would attend my dad's funeral and, and, and come all that way. It is not an easy trip, but it is about an hour south of Beckley. So when wow. someone drives from here to Beckley, and then it's about um, an hour through little windy country yes. roads, yeah. it's about an hour. So down. it was a three-hour trip for us, basically. Yeah. Wow. That was how many years ago? My dad died in two thousand. Oh, I get his and my grandmother's mixed up. I think he died in two thousand nine. Okay. Or I think it was nine, and yeah. she died in eleven, two thousand eleven. Okay. Yeah. There was the other grandmother yeah, that my died dad. after Justin died. Yeah, that's my, my dad's mom. Okay. You know, that was Granny. Okay. Granny died a couple years after my dad passed away. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, did you live at home until you went to college or through college? I lived at home 
until I went to Lee College okay. uh, in Cleveland, Tennessee. Uh-huh. And Lee College uh, is the Church of God. Uh, it's connected to the Church of God, Cleveland, Tennessee. Uh, so I, it's in Cleveland. So, of course, I still lived at home, but I was away through each year mm-hmm. that I was in school. But I, was all, I would always come back home uh, through the summer. Okay. So when did you move away from home for good? In my once I graduated from Lee College in 1993, so I was there from 89 to 93. Um, I was dating a guy from my hometown, and he was here in Huntington, West Virginia. Okay, and he uh, was going to med school. Mm-hmm. So I came to Huntington, West Virginia, to uh, go to Marshall University to get my master's. Mm-hmm. So he was here in med school, and I was here in working on my master's in counseling um, and that's how I ended up in Huntington okay so and you just stayed in and Huntington. I just stayed in Huntington gotcha yes yeah I was here we dated we ended up and you know what a, a marvelous um, guy he was he got me to Huntington uh, you know how God works mm-hmm. and brings us where we need to be mm-hmm. uh, but it was through that that I got to Huntington and um, you know, as time goes, we eventually just ended our relationship, and and I met my husband Sam mm-hmm. uh, at Jefferson Avenue Church of God. So I was attending Jefferson Avenue, and Sam was there, and then we ended up uh, God orchestrating an amazing connection with us, and um, how forever grateful I am mm-hmm. for my husband. Absolutely, he's a gem and a half. Mm. Um, did you? find Jefferson Avenue on your own or was that through the boyfriend it was on my own really because I had grown up in uh, in the church of God Mm -hmm. and um, my youth group uh, would always be connected to different things so I was aware of different church of gods in different places uh, so I knew that there was a Jefferson Avenue church of God oh wow uh, and so I started attending there and you guys were there for a very long time. We were there for a long time. Sam was there much longer than I was. Was but he? Yes, we were there. Um, you know, well, let's see. I came to Huntington in, let's say, 93-ish after I graduated Lee. So I was there from 93 until um, I came to Christ Temple, which would have been uh, oh, 2004. Four. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So good. Eleven years for you. Yes. Um, that's really good. And Jefferson Avenue Church of God is a wonderful, 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 amazing yeah. people. Yes. Uh, that I love very dearly. Yeah. Big, strong roots there, connections, and I don't guess we could say a lot of foundational stuff because you had already gotten that in your upbringing. What would be one of the things you would say? Um, I know how much you love this grandmother. What would be one of the biggest takeaways that you would say that you gained from her, whether it's spiritual or not? You're talking about Grandma Miller? Yes. Well, Grandma Miller definitely is accredited for um, connecting us to to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, she was steadfast in her faith. Mm. She never, well, unless she, it was something big, but she never missed a church service. Uh, my grandmother, 
you know, worked um, in the church. She um, made chili sauce. Uh, and so back then, and especially in this place I was in, they had to sell hot dogs to fund different events. Yes. Uh, so she was always cooking and uh, doing things in the church. And she just lived before us this love of church and kingdom and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I am, I, I know everything that I know because of what she took me to and what she introduced me to. So she got me there because she went, I went with her. And then once I got there, there were other significant people that also poured into me. Mm-hmm. So you've got Sunday school teachers mm-hmm. um, and, you know, two of those. Uh, so once I, so, so, I know that when I say these people by name, but um, you had Sunday school teachers, and then we had this wonderful lady in our church. Her name is Dorothy. Dorothy was the postmaster, hmm. um, and everybody knew her, but she went to our church, and so she did these amazing trainings and teachings on in Sunday school about end time. I can remember her talking about we would be a cashless society, and I just, at, wow. when I, at 15, I was like, that's not ever going right. to happen. Right. Uh, that we would be using credit cards and no cash or debit cards and no cash. Uh, But she had so much amazing foresight about the kingdom of God, and she taught us about those things. Mm. Um, But the two that I would have to give the biggest shout-out to would be – uh, our um they were we were called youth um young ladies association so it was yla when i was um in church mm-hmm. uh, and our leaders for that was delilah cameron and uh paula morgan mm-hmm. um they i i would have to say um as well as my grandmother who got me there and lived that in front of me but they loved us the the young ladies association and they we went to winterfest and we mm-hmm. had classes and we got together for sleepovers and uh, they poured into us they sacrificed their life and we still get together in a reunion oh, that's I how impactful that. so about every year now we've started getting together uh, and having a reunion and just loving on each other because their impact still lives in yes, us yeah and you just recently had a reunion with them, didn't you? Re- yeah, we recently got together in September. Yes. Yeah, at Twin Falls State Park, uh, which, again, is close to where we are or okay. where we grew up, uh, and just had a wonderful time loving on each other and being together. You know, that, uh, to me, to me, that is priceless. These women, I mean, here you are, an adult female, you know, middle-aged can i say and you these things still impact you to the point where the audience couldn't see it but there was emotion that welled up in your eyes just a little bit ago that's how deep the connection is and i love it and we don't i mean yes all the churches i think or a lot of them in this area are privileged enough to really do a lot of things but it doesn't seem like we do those type of things um I think they're done. Maybe I'm just the one that isn't witnessing them that much. But the sleepovers and the connections that go on and on for years, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are acquaintances or people that you run into that you love seeing. But the strong ones where you're willing to take a week or a long weekend out of your year to really get together and stay in someone's life. 
that's that is priceless yeah the soul ties yes. you know that we develop with people uh, impact who we are uh-huh. you know so these people that we're talking about um, impacted my view of self and my view of others mm-hmm. and so they helped me to love me and mm-hmm. they helped me to love others because they were there for me mm-hmm. and they taught me this aspect of secure attachment mm-hmm. they just loved me mm-hmm. uh, and they looked out for me and they prayed for me and they cared for me uh, I didn't have to show up and be anything for them I just had to show up and be who I was and they were there with me that's sweet uh, and then you carry that on the soul ties of that and how that does create people mm-hmm. Uh, and then I marry my husband, and he is the epitome of, um, <laughs> you know, loving me in a way that showed me a deeper love of Christ. <laughs> uh, so we can never give enough thanks for those people who are willing mm-hmm. to have a soul tie with you and to love you mm-hmm. for who you are. Unconditionally. Um, I'm fortunate to have that with um, a lot of people, but Rich and Martha are the two main people in my life that have given me that just unconditionally all my life living the kingdom principles out before you it's so refreshing Mm -hmm. i feel like i could go another hour but we're at the end of the show i appreciate you sharing your rich rich heritage um with me and could definitely do this again to delve deeper into it because we didn't really get into your life from Sam to current. Yeah, yeah. And, well, let's uh, do that. Let's that, get together and hear yeah. more soul ties and how that plays out in in people's lives. Because it's, a, I know we're talking about me, but it really is very relatable to everyone. It is. We all have a story. Yes, we all have situations that have been so good. We yeah. have difficulties and sufferings, but highlighting those soul ties mm-hmm. um, is very important. It's what it's all about. Yeah. Love you, Ann. Love you too, C. Take care, everybody. See you next time. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click Donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world.